Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Balanced Life with Debbie Carlin Boyle. Conversations connecting to a healthier you. The show that gives you all the latest and greatest health and wellness information to inspire you to live a life of balance and joy. Debbie Carlin Boyle is a health and nutrition coach, personal trainer, and fitness instructor who helps her clients live in balance with everything that feeds us in addition to the food on our plate. Please welcome your host, Debbie Carlin Boyle. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to my show, Balanced Life, with me, your host, Debbie Carlin Boyle. I do conversations that connect to a healthier you, and we're going to have one of those conversations today. I want to remind you now that I am not a weekly show. I am a twice-a-month show. It's the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. So look for me then. I always advertise. Follow me on Instagram at Balance Life by Debbie, and you'll always see what's coming up. All right. Having said that, we have a great show for you today, but we want you to connect with us here and now because we're live. So in order to do that, you can do a couple of things. One, you can listen to the show as you are at ubngo.com. Or you can go to my Facebook page, which is Fit by Design. Also, uh, the logo comes up as Balanced Life. And you can make a comment or ask a question there anytime during the show. Or, like I said earlier, you can go to my Instagram, Balance Life by Debbie. Talk to us there. Or you can call in and talk to us live at any point during the show today. And the number here is 323-843-2826. Now let's get down to it. What are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to tackle the question on what it means to love yourself. Although we are all unique in so many different ways, the one thing we have all in common is making the choice to love ourselves. My guest today, Heather Reinhardt, is known as the self-love aficionado who really does love herself and she really wants you to love yourself too. So Heather believes this, when you love yourself, you don't judge yourself. And when you stop judging yourself, you stop judging others. If we stop judging ourselves and therefore others, self-love becomes the cure for much of our, our society's issues. So she wholeheartedly believes that having self-love supports you during your struggles. Yeah, amen. Yahoo. <laughs> Heather is on a mission to make sure that everybody as many people as possible, have the proper tools to cultivate self-love. With that in mind, she created a lifestyle brand and a product line called Amira de Soul and recently released her debut book, Go Love Yourself. So Heather is an author, a speaker, and a producer who wants to help others to be able to manifest their dreams. So will you please help me in welcoming today my guest, Heather Reinhardt, to our show. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for being here. So excited because um, we talked about your book. You were here a year ago, April, when Del and I had our show. And we talked about, um, we we actually talked about becoming uh, more familiar with yourself and finding self-love and and being able to get out of the past and get into the future with um, the way you choose to like yourself. Yeah. And we had a good conversation about that. And we also talked about the fact that you had a book coming out. And it came out. Here it is. Yes, it came (laughs) out. And um, so I welcome you. But before we get to your book and your products and what you're doing now and all these wonderful things you're doing to help people find the first and most important thing that they should love in their life is themselves. Yeah. Let's talk about you. And a little bit about where you've come from and uh, where you were raised and what brought you here to L.A. I was raised outside of Atlanta in the suburbs. And I've actually been in L.A. 
exactly 11 years. July 1st was my anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. So I definitely consider myself an Angelino at this point. You are. Yeah. Um, How do you like it? How do you I like it here? I love it. Yeah. It was meant to be. Yeah. I, I feel expansive here. What brought you here? Originally hair and makeup. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was working on sets for a couple of years, right. which led me to production, which led me to development, and I realized I loved writing. Yeah, because you were like a writer's assistant, or you were helping? I, I had started out as a writer's assistant, actually, not long after I moved here, within a, within the first year. Did you always know you had a love for writing? I always journaled, but okay. I didn't realize that I could turn it into an actual career. It really helps become a better writer when it you does. journal. I think that's something I lack, and as I'm writing a book now, I struggle. Yeah. And I kind of wish... You know, it's almost like riding a bike, you know, yeah. it's like muscle memory. It is, I think it's the it's same a, thing with riding. It's a discipline that you have to sit down and do every day. Right. Or at least every other day if you're going to learn how to use that muscle. Yeah. When you were a little girl, was it more like keeping a diary? That I had like, a few diaries, yeah. but I was also just a very creative child. Yeah. I was I was in the dance studio and I, I sang in choirs and did voice lessons. And then I would, all, I would always be up in my playroom just crafting out things so I think my creative energy has just run the show the my entire life right and then as I grew up and matured into what I wanted to do writing was the the outlet yeah it's funny because things come to you as you try different you know whatever um is sort of meant to raise up inside you does but yes. you know and you can't deny it so you can you, you can really run with it if yeah you, if you're paying attention that this is where you know if you listen to the knock that yeah. this is happening I 100 percent agree I keep telling everybody um especially people in my circle that are like how did you do all this and like I listened to what was in my heart yeah and this is this is my purpose yeah. and once I said this is what I'm gonna do it just all started, started happen. happening. And then you start putting all the steps together to do that. Yeah. I know because we're going to talk about this a little bit because in your book you talk about not being comfortable or not being happy in sort of a nine-to-five job. And you can choose the opposite of that. You, you can, can choose whatever you want. That's right. <laughs> and then you manifest and make it happen. Yeah. You can't just will the universe to ha- let it happen yeah, for you. Yeah, it You've takes a little do, bit of time. Yeah, you have to put some time and energy and thought into it, which we'll get into a little deeper because we're going to talk about the book and the chapters. I love the way it breaks down and all the anecdotes that you have about your own life that yeah. people can really relate to. And that's what makes a, bo- a book so um, so potent, I think. Thank you. Is that, that was my goal. Yeah. To make it relatable. Yeah. Because I feel like we can talk about self-love and what it is and what it isn't all day long. But unless you have examples, you don't really this understand not tangible. It. Yeah. 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 You can't grab onto it and think that it's going to work for you. Right. You know. So so you, were you doing hair and makeup when you were in Atlanta, when you were back home? I started. I actually started at a, an Aveda store. Okay. I was working there part-time just to kind of kill time after college and realized, hey, this is really fun. I did a few weddings and proms. And yeah, it was a creative outlet for me. And I thought that's what I was moving here to do. But then roughly nine months in, I was like, I think that this production thing sounds interesting. And I still did hair and makeup. I mean, on occasion, I'll still go do somebody's, a friend of mine's um, for an event. But it's just... You still have that under in in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. That you're able to do that and stuff. And it's fun, too. It is fun. I actually studied hair and makeup for a while. I studied in college. I have a theater degree. Uh, So I studied in college and was part of it. And, you know, again, the knock comes and you get, you you go into it. Directing was sort of the place I went, even though I came here, came back to L.A. and got an agent and all that. Um, I knew that more in the leadership skill thing was my thing. But to get going and to take any jobs I could in the industry, I started doing hair and makeup because I had some background in it. Yeah. And so I, I did a lot of non-union jobs before I started producing in the hair and makeup and even wardrobe, you know, yeah. assistant wardrobe yeah. and stuff. Vanity Village. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you test the waters when you're in production. And again, you see the thing that takes root takes yeah. stock and starts to grow and, and that you are passionate about. And for me, it just became production. It became the organization of it, kind of organizing everybody and touching each little thing and knowing a little bit about every little thing as well. Yeah, that was, was very good. similar for me too. Yeah. And then after I found development, I was like, oh, this is where 
This is where I'm jamming. So and so when you got to development, where did you go from there? What did well, I wrote a book? So yeah. So <laughs> and, and you are you still active besides doing um, makeup every once in a while? Are you still active in the industry? Yeah, I actually have a TV show that I'm working on that hopefully will be out. I'm going to say late 2020, maybe 2021. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And is it it's, secret. Um, it's not super <laughs> secret. I, I've advertised a little bit about the, it's a book series. Okay. Uh, it's. Oh, we, I think we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's actually the first thing that I've, I ever wrote. Um, and it, it's a fictionalized version of what a self-love journey looks like. Okay. But it's also twisted in with a little Sex in the City vibes. Okay. Because I really wanted to bring self-love to pop culture. And then how do you do that? You add sex. Yeah. Right? Right. That's, of course. Well, because well, we're all looking for love. Self-love. Yes. Once you get there. Then what do you want to do? You want to attract, you, you want know, the right romantic mate. love. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which so. is part, there's a chapter in your book all about, I love what you say about sex and self-love and how the two don't go together if there isn't self-love, but yeah. do go together when there is. And, and I think we should talk about that. And if that comes out in your show, in your series, yep. that's going to help people. That's my main intention. And it's fictional, that, though, is what yeah, you said. Yeah, mostly. I mean, there, there are some stories that are definitely based on my experiences. Which we, everybody but, writes about yeah. stuff like that for the most part, yeah. unless they research something. But I basically call my next project, for, for people to understand it, it's a spiritualized version of Sex and the City. Oh, well, that's kind of a good elevator pitch. Yeah, I right? like that. So you're here now, and you, um, you're letting yourself be known that people can go out and love themselves but there are steps and there are things that they have to do in order to get through that journey if you will yeah of being able to trust themselves instead of that dialogue in our head that tells us we're not enough especially in this city which I've had many shows where we've talked about that before yeah so and your book breaks down so beautifully thank you um let's talk a little bit about that and some one of the first things that um we talked about when you it was breakdown to breakthrough. Yes, when you were here last time, that's one of your beginning chapters. What does that mean? Breakdown to breakthrough is the term that I gave these these moments that I have where I'm upset mm-hmm. and the the fear and the anger hits, and I actually allow it to hit for a few minutes because I need to feel it to experience it. Mm-hmm. And then, so that that's the breakdown. So it's okay to break down. Don't block it. Right. Allow like, it. Don't don't allow it. Push it away because right. it's just going to come back sooner or later in, in heavier form, one way or another. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the breakdown, and then the breakthrough is analyzing why it made you upset, what what the anger is actually based on, what the fear is, what is it, and then. Without fail, I always come up with, oh, it's because of this. And then I have my breakthrough moment. So that would um, cause you to stop and take a pause, basically. Yes. Right? To a think. big pause. <laughs> right. And not be impulsive about right. your breakdown. Yeah. Whether it's road rage or whether it's I can't find the dress to wear to this event. Whatever the breakdown is, you yeah. got to stop and rethink how to take it. Oh, we have a phone call. Oh. We have a caller. We're going to take that. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yes. Hi. How are you? What is your name and where are you calling from? My name is Natalie and I'm calling from West Point, Georgia. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Natalie. How are you today? I'm great. Are you listening to our show? I am. That's my sister. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh, what a good sister. <laughs> You got this southern accent. You don't have it, Heather. I know. And your sister has it. I don't know it. if I ever had She's one. She's been gone too long. Oh, she misses you. Sometimes y'all will come out. <laughs> yeah. If somebody's <laughs> talking with an accent yeah. around you, probably. And whoever picks me up from the airport at LAX after I've been in Atlanta for a week or so, they they hear it. Yeah. It all of a sudden it manifests. Yeah. It comes out. Yeah. It's always from the air. So, Natalie, your sister's doing some wonderful things. What do you think about her book? Have you read her book? I got it the other day in the mail. I have not read the whole thing yet. I have read a sneak peek of her upcoming book, though. She and has I think read that. Fabulous! I'm super proud of her. Thanks. Yeah, you should be. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. I mean, it's got a boomerang right back at you, right? Yeah. And just sharing all oh, the, yeah. the how to love. It's it's so so wonderful that you're doing this. 
And um, what can you say over here about Heather? Tell us a little something about her. Send us off with a <laughs> um, are you, uh, older, younger uh, sister. Older. You're older. Okay. So Almost I have like both. A second mother. Okay. Gotcha. So were you very um, protective of Heather growing up? I don't know that she needed much protection, to be honest with you. <laughs> Good. So you could handle She's yourself. She's always been pretty strong. Yeah. So. I think it seems that's something... pretty independent to me because you yeah. make a decision and you Very go for it. So. Yeah. I think both of us have that in common. Which is a good trait to have. We grew up in a very supportive home, and so everything we wanted to do, we were always supported. So yeah. I guess Important. I want to know from Heather, like, what was the moment when you were like, aha, your aha moment? Oh, um, good question. When you decided that this needs to be what I'm doing, like the, the direction is inward to me, myself. When did you decide that? Was there a moment? You know, I think there's been a few moments, and each one led to a bigger moment. The first one would be me saying, I've got to move to L.A. Because I just knew that my life was going to be here, even though I didn't know what that meant yet. And then about five to six years living here, I went through a breakup. And it was actually a very peaceful breakup. Um, Yeah, it was cordial. It was very cordial. talking about it. And I kind of had to go through this phase of mourning the life I thought I was going to have with him Mm -hmm. and then realized, wait, that life I thought I was going to have isn't exactly what I want. So what is it that I want? So I I sat with my journal for a a number of weeks and wrote out the best case scenarios, kind of manifesting like this is what I want out of my life for the next however many years I'm on this earth. These are the things that I want to do. And when I got done with that journaling, this would have been probably around age 29 or so, uh, about four or five years ago, um, I realized I had to start making those changes Mm -hmm. to make all those things happen. And then I started writing because I knew that writing writing was the the thing that was, it was my purpose. Yes. It was why I'm here. Yeah. And you just had to go with these gut feelings. I remember you saying that you wanted to drive when you got here a BMW. Yes. (laughs) And so you, you kind of you started writing or thinking or trying to manifest the fact that a BMW was going to come your way one way yeah. or another. And it actually did. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Do you want to tell that this, that story? Yeah, the first time. Well, I, I manifested it by every time I would get in my car, which was a Jetta at the time, I would think, one day this will be a BMW. And nothing wrong with the Jetta. It was quite lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it got me to get you around. It got yeah, me around. It was really sure. nice and clean and yeah, Jill was her name, Jill the Jetta. Because oh, <laughs> in our car. family, we name cars. <laughs> okay, love that. Yes, we do. <laughs> so your car's got a name too then, Natalie, huh? <laughs> oh, yes. Her name is Olive. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, I just would sit in Jill and think one day I'll have Jill the Beamer. Oh, so they st- the name stays. Well, <laughs> you, no. You but don't give me- I, I can't discredit Jill. She was, okay. she was a good little ride. Yeah. But um. I actually ended up getting into a pretty gnarly accident. I was safe, thankfully, but Jill was not. Mm. And I was very blessed at the time to be around a lot of friends that had a bunch of different cars. So I didn't have to get a car immediately, which gave me the time to manifest the BMW. And about a month later, I walked in to BMW of Beverly Hills. It was December 31st. They were clearing out all of the 2014. Perfect timing. Um, Yeah, if you want a really nice car, but you don't think you can afford it, just wait till the last day of the year because they are trying to get rid of those things. And then you can afford it for a much better price. And I walked out of there with um, a brand new BMW that I was paying $257 a month for. Wow. Which was less than Jill the Jetta. That is great. Did you lease or buy? Lease. You leased it. Yeah. Okay, and so then your lease, now you have a new one. Now I lease. have a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So see, those things can happen. They and can I really love happen. the leasing aspect because I'm thousands of miles away from my family, and I'm someone that's always had car problems. <laughs> I thought, well, if I'm leasing, then I won't have car problems because it's a new car. Right. It's always isn't new. isn't exactly and they true. Keep but, it, but they keep it up for you, Yeah, too. and it's if yeah, something it does go wrong, it's on them. Yeah, exactly, which is a good one. Well, Natalie, you two have to see each other soon, I think. And yeah, <laughs> very soon. It's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I'll be back home in Atlanta in mid September. 
Doing a, oh, excellent. That's coming up. Doing a bunch of book <laughs> signings. Oh, that's great. Oh, so you're, you've got, we'll talk about that, where you're going to be. Yeah. Natalie, thank you for calling in. That was a great question for your sister. I love it. That oh, helps good. a lot of people. Just to, what is your aha moment? When do you know? Yeah. So, right. love it. You know there's got to be one. Yeah, yeah, yes. when there's a turning right. point. I love you, Heather. I love you. <laughs> thank you for calling. Bye, Natalie. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. So that was sweet. Yeah. That's great. So how many siblings do you have? She's my only one, and she's oh. my half-sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What's the age difference? 14 years. years. Oh, okay. So she is like your second mom. Yeah, we both call each other only children because <laughs> yeah, cause we grew up alone. Separate, yeah, yeah, two separate uh, generations almost. Yeah, so by the time that I was, you know, five, she was in college. Oh, okay. So, so. – well, it's uh, I'm I'm sure you miss her. Yeah, and she's the best part of my family. Yeah, <laughs> and there she you knows go. it too. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's sweet, and it's great that she called in and asked that question because I think it helps. Yeah. Um. So we were we were talking about breakdown to breakthrough, which I think you kind of just described through um the breakup of that's kind of a was a breakthrough for you. Right? Yeah. Uh, d- tell us more a little bit about that. I just realized that. I knew that I was here on earth to make an impact and the life that I was headed towards wasn't necessarily impactful. I mean, it would have been impactful for the people that were directly in my life, but I wanted something bigger. I had this urge to really impact millions of people, but I didn't know what that looked like yet. I'm Mm -hmm. like, what am I going to impact people on? And then the further I went along on my self-love journey, it made sense that everything that I was learning, I had to learn it, embrace it, and then teach it. Oh, interesting. And then yeah. teach it. Because once you embrace it and you know it, you're you, living want, it. you have to share it. And yeah. that's how you know. I, and that's part of the reason why I do this show is because I've gotten so educated, not only by my personal going to school and education and through my life experiences, but through the people that come on this show that I feel like, oh, everybody's got to know about this. And there's and so it lives forever on my YouTube channel. Right. And somebody asked me, you know, I just have, I'm, I'm saying the meanest things to myself. I'm because I don't know if people can see. I want to hold this up. But this book, if you if you're looking, it says, go F yourself. And then over it, the word love in bright pink to cross out the F yourself. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Why you did that. Because there's a whole chapter in the book about how our dialogue in our head is us telling us that we're not good enough. Yeah. And you're basically changing the dialogue. Yes. By crossing out the F yourself and putting in love. Yeah. Should we jump to that? We can jump to that. Yeah. Let's talk about why why do people do that? Why do we... Why are we our own worst enemies? Because I don't think we're taught elsewise isn't a word, but that's the word that I want to say. Elsewise. Otherwise. <laughs> Otherwise. Otherwise. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, elsewise is actually a uh, fictionalized Amazon.com that I have in a TV pilot. So oh. That's why that oh, came in. <laughs> okay. So that, yeah. So that popped in. You can't yeah. buy everything on Amazon, but you can buy everything on Elsewise.com. Um I just think that no one really teaches us these things. Like no one really teaches us, teaches you how to think because you're in your own head. Right. Right? So no one really knows what's going on in your own head. So your parents aren't really aware of that. Because um, well, there's surface stuff that makes yeah. it look like everything's okay. Right. So it's it's just not something that's discussed until you personally go through some kind of experience typically – a little later in life, for me, it was around 28 to 30, um, where you realize, like, hey, maybe I don't have to be so mean to myself. Maybe I don't have to be so rude, and, and maybe I can have some compassion towards myself. I'm so kind and loving and generous to my family and friends. But why not be that way to me? Yeah, because that kind of is faking it. If you're not starting with you, but you're doing it externally, it's it, you're really not being um, – uh, transparent with yourself or true to yourself right. it's almost like you're faking it which is getting back to what we were talking about right before Natalie called is taking that pause and really thinking about what it is that you need to be doing for you because without doing that for you you can't do it for others you just yeah. can't and the fact that you are wise enough to break that down we just go through life we go through life with this 
F this, F that in our head. And pretty soon, everything about us, and it doesn't help sometimes that there are so many shows that are on TV where every other word is an F word. Sure. But we go about life with that mantra. Right. But we can change that mantra. Yeah, you can change anything at any moment. You, you talk about that in your book. You talk about strong choices. Yes. That it's really important to show how the, how the choices you make build your life. A hundred percent. What is so? How does that how does that play out? How does that? Um, I mean, we can guess, but I know you have a whole chapter on. Yeah, it. I realized in the last five years, I've, I've had a really amazing mentor who has been with me in business and also in my personal. And she's been a great friend, and she's guided me through different relationships I've been in and different business choices. And she's always said, you know, your choices make everything, and and. Also pay attention to other people's choices because everybody is making a choice whether they realize it or not. And that kind of stuck with me because I didn't realize it. So um, are we talking about like little everyday things like what you choose to wear and what you choose to eat? Or are we Everything. Ta- or big things like a move, a job, a, a spouse? Everything you know? we do is a choice. Yes. Um, a lot of it's on autopilot though. Right. You wake up, you brush your teeth, you make your coffee, whatever you, your morning routine is, is mm-hmm. pretty much on autopilot. Right. But that's still all the choice. Right. The way you that you change choose, all that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can, you don't have to drink coffee. You could drink tea. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to brush your teeth. I mean, you should brush your teeth, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but like, you don't, well, you have, don't to. have to be hygienic. <laughs> yeah. But you should. But you should. If you're going to go out um, and be around people. And once I started, once I, once I heard that from her, because I think that you hear things a lot. But it takes a certain moment in your own personal being to really hear it and let it get in you. Mm-hmm. Once I heard that, like, oh, everything is a choice, I started analyzing my entire life. Like, oh, everything is a choice. I'm getting up. I'm choosing to go to yoga at 4 p.m. I'm choosing to go to um, a coffee shop to write because I, I write best in a coffee shop. All these things are choices that are making up my entire life mm-hmm. where – before I started paying attention to the fact that these were choices, I just kind of let life lead me yep. versus Hear letting I totally get that. me lead my life. Yeah, because then that that's part of routine is letting life lead you. Nine to five kind of yeah. job, kids to school if you have them. Um, you know, uh, like you said, the routine in the morning, maybe packing the same lunch five days a week and then letting yourself kind of go crazy on the weekends or whatever. Those kinds of things lead you rather than you making conscious choices. So to me, to, so when you started analyzing, I'm curious about this. So when you started analyzing it, did you question that you made bad choices or even the things that were bad were the things that you chose that got you to where you're at today. I tried not to beat myself up on any of my previous choices because what's the point? They're all in right, the past. Right. So I just gave we myself. We have the here and the now. Yeah. Like, all right. So I've done some not great things in the past, but I own up to them. Mm-hmm. Like I make the, I make the, um, I call it, uh, it's a bad word, so I'll bleep it, but like owner instead of ship. Okay. Got it. <laughs> own your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Own your stuff. Yeah. Um, but when you can own it. Then there's nothing to run from anymore, right? Because you you already admit like, hey, this is where I messed up in the past. Yes. Um. So I just tried to really own it all, so that way I could move forward. Yeah, you can't move forward. I'm going to have um, a friend of mine who's a clinical psychologist, Dr. Stephen Poulter, just wrote a book called The Shame Factor. Yeah. And um, we're going to talk about how shame will follow you if you don't own it and take care of what it is you need to do to to move forward. Yeah. You can't move forward because it, it keeps you down here and there's yeah. a lot of things that you have to do to go through it. And I think all of us experience shame. Which can be very, very debilitating in so many ways. And it sneaks its ugly head right into your life where you don't realize it is making you make some poor choices. Yeah. Maybe in the men, you know, you choose or maybe in uh, the friends that you choose or the job you choose or the way you take care of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Because... One of the things I do as a health and wellness coach and nutrition coach is self-care. Mm-hmm. And that's a choice. And people always say to me, you know, they'll always say things like, in your 60s, how do you, how do you, you know, stay fit and look so good? I made a choice at an early age. I made a choice not to be a processed person, yes. but to live 
whole and clean. It was a choice. And then I had to go research how it is, am I going to make that choice to not be processed work for me? Because what I see around me are processed relatives. And they're sick. And they're dying. And I... I don't want that legacy in my end of my family. What do I do to shift that? And so I made those conscientious choices early on. So when I got to this stage, now 60 and above, that I can um, say I made these choices because people go, oh, good genetics. Oh, you're so lucky. Well, doesn't have a lot to do with it. I'm here to tell you I made some choices early on to get to this place. And I'm still struggling with, you know, I still beat myself up like, oh, you didn't work out enough last week or you ate too much dessert this last week or whatever. And then I make the choice to shift it right? instead of go and let it run away with me yeah. post-menopause. Because that can go real, that can spiral south real quick. Real quick, especially yeah. at this age when everything is slowed down. So I don't have the hormone support that I used to have to kind of, you know, let that go for a month. Can't let that. You can let it go for maybe four or five days and your body says, I don't think so. Yeah. So it's a well, different. Well, you don't feel good. No. You're like, I got to get back to my, my high vibe. It's all a full circle thing. It's yeah. all, self-care is part, self-love is self-care. Self-care is self-love. I think it's, 100%. it's two things that go along with each other. I think Which the, brings us to patterns and practices, yeah. right? I think the self-love umbrella encompasses is self-care, self-worth, self-respect, anything that has to do with making yourself a better version of who you were yesterday. And and what are some of the tools in the book that you have for these patterns and practices to make yourself the priority? Recognizing your patterns and practices. Okay. Uh, which is part of what I did when I started looking at everything was a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, recognizing that I live the same day over and over again most of the time, right? I, I get up, make my, my – I'm a tea girl, but I make my tea. Um, I go to yoga. I go to the cafe. Um, I'll come do things like this. For the most part, my life is pretty much the same. Yeah, kind of not a routine, but kind of the same flow. Yeah, if the you same will. flow. Check yeah. my emails, mm-hmm. make sure that I've got your... X, Y, and Z off the to-do list and um, – with that, I thought, okay, so if everything is a pattern in practice, and we live on on a planet where we have um, revolving seasons and even revolving days where we have sunshine and we have moonlight. So mm-hmm. everything is just in constant repeat of one another. It so really I started is. to think it's about like that. 24-hour repeat. Yep. Yeah. Thinking about that and putting it into my life. If I'm always going to be repeating, it better be the best choices that I can make and the best patterns and practices I can have. Good so it's, idea. it's strong Good. choices meets your patterns I, and practices. Again, it's that stop, take pause, and think about what this is. And if you want it to be good ones, you can manifest. You can make those happen. Yeah. Or your life is going to take over you right. rather than you in control of your life. And you give people suggestions on how to do that, like slowly but surely, like how to stop yeah. kind of bad patterns. And- I think the biggest thing I have in my book is a scheduled out what my day looks like because I I hear a lot of people ask me um, and just say in general conversation like oh I don't have time for that I don't know how you did that I would love just to write a book or I would love to start a candle line I would love to do something and they just don't know how right and I was like well this is how I did it I scheduled my days out to make time Mm -hmm. to put in everything that absolutely had to be done because obviously you have to pay your mortgage and you know you have to do these things that bring food to the table and um, if you're a parent you have to take care of your child and but you also have to make time to nurture yourself whether that's working out or making a home-cooked meal or taking a bubble bath Um, again back to the self-care yeah and then self-care is uh, when you're when you're trying to be an entrepreneur and build something out of nothing that's also a piece of self-care too because you're taking a piece of your energy and putting it into something that's right you know and and what I find and um, you probably do this I'm an entrepreneur I I am a total reinvention uh, even though I was freelance I would go and there would be a very set way of how productions were done. And then when I shifted gears and went into the health and wellness business like this, all of a sudden my schedule had to be how I 
poked it in to, yeah. to the day. And so I scheduled time very, you know, very specifically, like this show is part of, I spend time, I schedule time on how to find guests, inter- pre-interviewing guests, uh, prepping for guests, those kinds of things. And then I schedule time in, in a calendar. When do I work on my website? When do I work on my social yeah. media? When do I work on my YouTube channel? Uh, when am I uh, going to work on the, the next workshop coming up? And I have to calendar that. I'm the same. Yeah. If you don't, you, you're going to find excuses. You have a whole thing about procrastination in your book because it's yeah. an easy thing to do. Oh, it's the easiest and funnest thing, right? Because you end up on Netflix. You end up eating some pizza. <laughs> procrastination is fun. I am so <laughs> guilty of that. And I, and I think breaks of when, you know, you can't sit down and write a book in two days. No, you, you cannot. And, and, and I've tried and yeah, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. work. <laughs> and you need to, to, again, take care of, have a break, get up, take a breath, yeah, walk away. You do we'll have do, to schedule yeah. in some mindless time yes for sure um i know that people are like oh people are scrolling too much on their instagrams or whatever and oh you're watching too much netflix which is probably true in most cases but i actually try to be very mindful of that where it's like oh i'm going to take an instagram break right now i'm going to see what's happening and see what my friends are up to um oh i am gonna sit down and watch a tv show right now because i can't write anymore today i've already written eight pages like i'm fried and it actually reboots you and it's actually a better thing to get because some people because again you start oh i'm not you know i'm an idiot i'm this i'm that you start with the negative words because you couldn't maybe get everything on your list done that day or in the time frame that you allot it because stuff happens phone calls yeah. come in you know things take longer than you thought it would take and, and, and some days you just don't feel great no like some days you're just you low need energy and need it. to rest yeah that's something i've allow. had to teach myself where it's like it's okay to rest I, you know, um, a lot, these are like meditative candles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you know what? We, like, we still have time. I want to go through the book and then I want to talk about all of your um, your products yeah. if we can and your jewelry, which is so beautiful. And we have a mutual friend that, yeah. that helped you with the design. Lovely Tova. Um, we talk about intentions, rich of rituals, and metaphors. What do mm-hmm. we, you mean about that in your book? Um, intentions are what you are setting out to accomplish. Okay. You have to... That's what we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to believe you can do it mm-hmm. or else why go for it? Right, exactly. Um, rituals would be the things like... So I'll, I can talk about the candles right now. Um, I I love candles. My my mom loves candles. My sister loves candles. It's just in my family. I think they're very soothing. They're so soothing. Mm-hmm. And you get a nice aroma. It lights up the whole entire house. Exactly. It's just really quite beautiful. So... I always looked at lighting as a candle, lighting a candle as a very um, spiritual moment mm-hmm. because you're creating an element of you're actually like lighting something up. Well, I think light is really essential. Yeah, to, lighting is really important to me when I'm entertaining. Yeah, and um, so I have dimmers throughout my house, and a lot of anybody who knows me, and a lot of people I know are listening that know me and been to my home. Um, I keep candles lit yeah. most of the time. I have a wall that has little <laughs> candles. I love it, and it, and I think they're very important. And you know why? Because it makes me feel calm and comfort and it's a soothing. piece of self care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I would always light for candles. A ritual. Yeah, and I mean, the ritual of candles has been around for eons, churches, yes, synagogues. Absolutely. I mean, it's been a, a sacred thing for a number of years. Is all yeah, very sacred and and uh, important. Yeah. So what I took to it, um, I started saying affirmations as I was lighting them mm. to light up my intention. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I should probably make this a real thing. Like why hasn't anybody made affirmation candles yet? There are some out there, but they're a little bit more um, hippy-dippy yeah. with some crystals. And I can go down that path. I have crystals all over my house. But right. I also wanted to hit a, a more mainstream audience because everybody needs an affirmation. Men, women, kids, like an affirmation is what sets up your self-esteem. Right. And we can say affirmations all day, but all day. there is a, you talk about a little bit about in the book about really putting the affirmation to work, to yeah. make it work for you. Because you can say it and have it sort of be meaningless, or you can say it and have it be meaningful. 
hundred percent. And and so the candle kind of helps you be more mindful of it, right? Yeah, and I. I I wanted to bring a physical tool of self-love out into the world because mm-hmm. you can read about that. it, you can listen to it, we can have conversations ad nauseum about self-love, but what is a phys- physical action of, of taking care of yourself besides a bath and besides eating Meditation healthy? Yeah, like the, those yeah. are very normal things, but I wanted to bring a special moment to life. And I thought, all right, well, I've been doing the candle thing for 10 years, I might as well bring that to my audience so I wanted to create a physical tangible self-love item okay so let's talk about the candles yeah Um, I think we can put a camera on them and we can show pictures there we go and um yeah so what do you have you they smell so good thank you so so each (laughs) so you have I will I can and I I am am. Mm -hmm. and do we fill in the blanks yeah so the the idea is that you take the, one of the cards, which are hand-pressed by my friend Alyssa, who has one of those old-school oh, letter really? press. Oh, very cool. So cool, right? Um, each candle comes with a card, and you write down your affirmation. And then each time you go to light your candle, you say your affirmation aloud. And you light an affirmation candle, and you light up your life. Do you give suggestions on what I can, I will, and I am should be? like On my website, you yes. You do? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll uh, go to – say your website now, and we'll say it again at the end of the show. You can find me at heather-reinhardt.com, and you can also find me at affirmationcandles.com. Yeah, that's right. You have yeah. a whole other where all your products are. They're just really gorgeous, and I have to tell you, they smell lovely. Now, can we see your jewelry, too? Because you have a line of jewelry. They're just gorgeous. We'll pop this uh, in there right we are. You can pop it here. in. And then um, there is – yeah, let's pull these. So – you have, and you have one around around your neck, the infinity sign. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who know me and those of you who don't, I have an infinity tattoo that I share with three hearts with my two grown daughters. It was a Mother's Day gift that we all did together. And I think, you know, that I had a fondness for the infinity symbol. Yeah. Tell me, you were telling me a little bit about it before the show, what it means to you. I was looking for a metaphor, going back to metaphors, of how to... Really understand and acknowledge your patterns and practices. Mm -hmm. And if everything is on repeat, what's the perfect symbol for that? Mm. The infinity symbol. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something to wear. And I mean, this was a me thing at first. And then it dawned on me, oh, that I could bring this to my audience. But um, I also have a ring that I wear. Um, But I I wanted to look at something every day and remind myself, oh, yeah, patterns and practices are on repeat. Make sure that they are positive and... Um, as loving as they can be. I love this because it's getting back to what we talked about before and taking the pause and being mindful. And now you have t- something tangible to give you that pause and, and, and keep it mindful. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important. I do this, I do um, with my clients, my health coaching clients, I give gifts to remind them who's most important. And oftentimes I could give candles or crystals or um, affirmation uh, books or things that really um, help them stop, pause, and take note. Yeah. So because, that again, we don't. And for you to give these tangible, have these tangible gifts for people to practice self-love. Yeah. I just think it's it's really cool, and I Thank like you. the whole reason for your infinity. I, I mean, the reason why I have it, and my daughter uh, designed it with the three hearts. Obviously, that my daughters and I, no matter what, from here on out, we I mean, we were from the time you know there were there were three of us, but that we will be connected forever. Um, and everybody just thinks of it infinity is forever, but to be to the repeat part of it never kind of struck me until you talked about that. And it's so true. Yeah. And I'm seeing it from a different light. You also, in the book, you talk a little bit about um, courage, ebb ebb and flow and courage. Is that, how does does that work into our lives? Ebb and flow is the reminder that your life is going to shift. You're going to have some really great, beautiful moments. You're going to have some really gnarly, hard ones. Mm -hmm. And that just is what it is. But you have to remember when you're in the low space that you will get back up to the high space. Right. That's the hardest thing. And that's in depression is such a huge, huge conversation and problem in this country yeah. and throughout the world today. I, I, I work with clients that were, are in dark depressions to help them get out of the fog. And a lot of times their self-care has gone way right. out the window. And, and you think you about know? people that have lost a loved one. Um, 
they don't necessarily want to be like taking a bougie bath. They want to cry. They mm-hmm. want to be in pain. And I think that's totally okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Because you just have to live through it and understand it and get to the light at the end of the tunnel. And know that that there will be that's how a roller coaster goes, yeah. you know? Life is we a roller down, coaster. We come back, yeah. we come down, we come back. And it's okay. We wouldn't be it's alive okay. if we didn't feel those things. Right. If we didn't go through those you things. You have to feel to heal and yeah. you also have to peel to heal. You gotta go layer after layer oh, after layer. I like that. Yeah. I really I like always that. imagine like a little onion, like you're peeling and you're crying. You know, because it's an onion. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> and allow yourself for it. Yeah. Allow yourself. Because we beat ourselves up like, oh, how come I'm not for that person who's doing the exact same thing as me or I'm working as hard right. as them? How come I'm not where they because are? Because we all have our own timing. Right. And we all have our own sort of patterns of, of how we're going to get there and our ways to get there. Patterns and practices. Yeah. And we shouldn't if we will get stuck on the why not yeah and and on the um the jealousy you know the the envy we'll get really heavily stuck on that if we look at somebody else who maybe made it in half the time and we've worked twice as hard and we're not right like where we think we should be i think we're right where i i did a show um last month about um exercising your soul Mm. and we had the um soul practitioner on here and he said, you know, you're, you're pretty much where you're supposed to be because you've created all the things that led you to where you're at today. 100%. Because, you know, I have a what I call a failed marriage. Well, it wasn't a fail. It was a change in life. Something shifted. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you, you, when your um, relationship ended, the way you thought your life was going to be, was it, that was the hard part for you is because everything turned. Right. That's what happened to me. You know, it was like, wait, for 35 years I had this, and then now this happened. Okay, now how do I survive? How right. do I how do I live without knowing what those practices and rituals were? Right. Everything shifted, and it's okay. So yeah. you just kind of like dust yourself off and you start all over again. And pick yourself up to the place, yeah. the next place you're supposed to be. And I don't look at anything as a failure per se. I look at it as everything as a lesson. Right. Like everything is teaching me something. Yeah. Our failures are ultimately our successes. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I've learned that so much more in my adult life than I knew in, you know, even as a parent of kids that were competitive in dance and sports and things, you thought the win was the most important. And it's so... Not yes, the yeah. win is nice because the it does nice. show it shows hard, the work hard work and endurance and and uh, intention and you know taking yourself from one place to another with with a lot of practice. I love all that. Yeah, but if you don't win, it doesn't mean you didn't try. Right, and it doesn't mean you can't be successful at something else. Right, it's where you're supposed to be and where you're meant to be. And I think depression comes from people not understanding that concept. Yeah, I you saw know? something on it, uh, I think on Instagram the other day, about the reason our society is so overwhelmingly dealing with depression and all these um, mental things going on right now is because so many people are not in line with who their soul is. Which is that the, what the, the show I had a couple of weeks ago is exactly that, get in alignment with your soul. Yeah. It's really hard because we're not going deep. We're doing going back to what we talked about in the beginning is just living day by day and letting life take over us yeah. and studying us. And I love the fact that you recognized it early on, changed it for yourself, and now you have tools to help between your book and your um uh, your merchandise that you have stuff to help people change. Yeah, we are winding down to our last couple of minutes, so I want to talk about how people can get a hold of you, how they can buy these wonderful things. And by the way, I'm going to shift these in the next week or so and have them on my website, balancedlifebydebbie.com. And if you go to my product page, the, the, they'll take you right to Heather's products. And that will be in about a week. I constantly yeah. add to that page. <laughs> um, so how can people get your book and get everything? Uh, Go Love Yourself is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible. I did an Audible version. Oh, yay. Yeah. Is it you speaking? It's me. Oh, cool. It's Very me. cool. Um, Great thing to listen to in the car in LA traffic that or any yeah. traffic anywhere in the world. I'm a big audiobook fan. Yeah, me too. 
I just I have book club tonight. I just finished an audio book today. Oh, nice! A really good book, by the way. I'll tell you about yeah. it. <laughs> um, and then the jewelry and candles are on heather-reinhardt.com, which is also affirmationcandles.com. They link to the same page. Okay, and we're and uh, getting them in a few stores, but but online is the best way. Yeah, to, online is the quickest. The best way to buy them. They'll be nationwide, hopefully by twenty twenty one. Oh, that's so the go- exciting! That's the goal. That's the intention. Now you're going on a book tour. Tell us about that. Where are I you going to be? Uh, this weekend I'll be in Salt Lake City. Okay. In partnership with Lululemon, we'll be doing a self-love yoga class and then a book signing afterwards. And I've got a couple of those coming up in Los Angeles as well. I don't have dates on them yet, but if you check my site, we'll be posted Okay, so keep checking back. I'm also really active on my Instagram as well, which is at Heather Reinhardt. Um, And then got a big, big September coming up. I'll be in Ojai, and then I'll be in Atlanta, and then I'll be in Vegas. Wow, and that's all on the book tour. All on the book tour. Oh, that's Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Do you have a publicist? Is that? I have a, a friend who's a manager who's been helping me okay, do some stuff. Get get all these booked. Yeah. I love your, 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 you just go out and your tenacity to go out and do that. I'm one of those people that has always said, oh, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, then you do I it. Did. Yeah. yeah. You make it happen. Yeah. Which is really good. It's a conscientious uh, thing for you to be doing. Yeah. And I love that you're the love aficionado. So give our audience, my audience, some final words of wisdom to leave them with today. I hope that you find your purpose. And when you find it, you have the courage to go after it because it's what you were put on earth to do. Beautiful final words. Heather, thank you. It was so good to have you back again. Thanks for thank having me. Thank you so much for coming today. Yeah. I really enjoyed everything you had to say and everything you're about. It was brilliant. It was very sincere on my part. Thank you. And I want to thank you for joining me today. And I want you to keep going out and connect, find those things, find these things that help connect to a healthier you. Bye, everybody. I'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.